Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, November 21st. I'm Jacob Cohen, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. We've got a short week on tap. We've got a Thanksgiving special episode coming out Wednesday, so be sure to check that out. Speaking of which, I just saw an article about turkey ice cream and almost did not have it in me to do this episode after seeing that madness, but I pulled myself together and we are good to go. So today, we're going to be running through all kinds of stuff happening, business and tech. We're going to be going a little deeper on some more wild Twitter news. We're going to be touching on business drama around the World Cup's booze, and we're going to finish off by discussing a new report on why some Amazon employees are singing the Alexa blues. Let's get crackalackin'. All right, first things first, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes was sentenced to more than 11 years in prison after being found guilty on four charges of fraud. Holmes promised to revolutionize medicine with a machine that ran over 240 accurate tests on a single drop of blood. Theranos raised more than $700 million, but as it turned out, the company's tech could not actually do what she claimed it could, and now here we are. Moving along, gay dating app Grindr saw its stock increase more than 400% at one point Friday following its public debut on the New York Stock Exchange. The company was founded in 2009. It was really an early pioneer in mobile dating apps using location features to find nearby matches. And while Grindr is mainly used by gay and bisexual men, the company will likely try to expand and attract the broader LGBTQ community. As of May, Grinder said it had about 11 million monthly active users and it generated $146 million in revenue in 2021, up from $105 million in 2020, and you can expect them to keep grinding away. And in other news, the Department of Justice reportedly opened an antitrust investigation into Ticketmaster's 2010 merger with Live Nation in the wake of the great Taylor Swift ticket catastrophe of 2022. Live Nation and Ticketmaster merged in 2010 and have come under major scrutiny for dominating live event ticket sales. Ticketmaster last week received a lot of renewed attention from millions of angry Swifties after its handling of Taylor Swift ticket sales went less smoothly than planned. And now let's discuss Twitter. So in what seems to be becoming uh, somewhat of a norm on weekends these days, a lot happened with Twitter over the weekend. Probably some of the most significant stuff to happen to the company since Elon Musk took over the company. So as we finished out last week, we saw a significant number of Twitter employees, somewhere between hundreds and a little over a thousand, resign after choosing not to work with Musk on what he called a new hardcore Twitter 2.0. What followed was pretty wild. We saw lots of former employees and many users questioning whether this was the end for Twitter, You know whether the platform itself would even be able to stay up, stay online, and maintain itself with the skeleton workforce. And then we saw Musk posting late-night pictures with some remaining engineers working at the office. And we also saw a lot of significant players in tech, folks like venture capitalist Mark Andreessen, Say things like, if I were a coder 
in my 20s again, I know exactly where I'd go work. Then on Friday, Elon Musk posted a poll on Twitter that any user was able to answer asking whether or not Donald Trump's account should be reinstated. And almost 52% of over 15 million respondents said yes. So Musk then tweeted out that the people have spoken, Trump will be reinstated, and then quoted a Latin phrase, which means the voice of the people is the voice of God. Now, people were quick to point out this contradicted a previous statement Musk made in October saying that Twitter will form a content moderation council before any decisions like this are made. People also pointed out that it's highly likely many of the respondents on the poll on both sides were likely bots, which Musk has many times called out for being a major problem on Twitter. Now, Trump said he plans on sticking on his own site, Truth Social, for the time being. But bigger picture, as Musk also tries to move Twitter away from advertising and towards paid subscriptions, right, the $8 a month, We could see somewhat of a showdown between him and Apple and Google, who take significant commissions on every penny that's spent on an app that exists on their platforms. And Musk has spoken out against this many times. Now, what's important to note, obviously, between the time this was recorded and when you listen to it, things could very well have changed. But long story short, going into this week, we've got Trump potentially coming back to Twitter. We've got the World Cup starting also, which will be a real stress test for this platform as it is working with a much smaller team than it had a couple weeks ago, and we will see what happens. All right, now speaking of the World Cup, some 132 million Americans now live in states where sports betting is illegal, compared to just 10 million when the last World Cup took place four years ago. The American Gaming Association expects Americans to bet a total of $1.8 billion on the soccer tournament this year, which takes place in Qatar. During the 2018 World Cup final, more than a billion people worldwide tuned in to watch the final, according to FIFA. Meanwhile, Budweiser, which spends more than $75 million or so every four years to be the official beer sponsor and supplier of the World Cup, has had to deal with a last-minute ban of beer in the stadiums there. For Budweiser, that's pretty annoying. The company has had to ship all of this beer across the ocean, get refrigerated warehouses to house all of it, and now it can't even use it. Now, after that ban was decided, apparently Budweiser tweeted out, well, this is awkward, but then later deleted the tweet. And Peter Kramer, who's AB InBev's chief supply officer, had previously told Bloomberg the company expected more beer to be consumed during the World Cup than would normally happen during an entire year in Qatar. All right. And for our last story of the day, let's discuss Amazon Alexa. So chances are a lot of the people listening to this have interacted with an Alexa-enabled device, own an Alexa-enabled device. And you know, one of my favorite Alexa fun facts is that the name Alexa, the female baby name Alexa in the US was at its most popular point in 2015. It was the 32nd most popular female baby name. That was also right around the time when Amazon introduced Alexa, right after. But every year since then, the name Alexa has dropped in popularity pretty significantly. Last year was the 442nd most popular female baby name in the U.S., all the way down from, you know, 32nd back in 2015. So big drop there. Whether Amazon's Alexa has had anything to do with that, uh, (laughs) I think it speaks for itself, you know. But why are we bringing this up? Well, On Friday, Business Insider reported on Amazon's Alexa and how the device and its team, which were once Jeff Bezos' crown jewel, may have lost some of its luster, citing last week's layoffs of the team, multi-billion dollar 
operating losses that have been going on for years and conversations with current and former employees who say the team's strategy has not been as clear as they've hoped. Now, stepping back for a second, the goal with Alexa for Amazon has never really been to make money selling physical devices. It's been to make money off of how people use them. The problem, really, is that people have not been using them in a way that makes Amazon money. For instance, I'm willing to bet that not too many of the people listening to this who own an Alexa actually use it to order anything. You more likely use it to ask what the time is or play some music, right? Now, Amazon has tried remedying this by building a developer community and conference around Alexa to help companies like Uber and Domino's build integrations with Alexa, but that's reportedly failed to gain much traction. The fact of the matter is, though, Alexa is still a remarkable technology that still has a huge potential. More than 75 million people use the voice assistant in the U.S. today, according to Insider. And the question is, will Amazon be able to capitalize on it as they have long hoped? Will they be able to build such a great user experience that customers naturally change their behaviors around using Alexa when they need to buy something? Or will Amazon need to rely on something like robots, right? Like Roomba vacuums, which are just acquired to be able to map, scan, and detect when something should be ordered. So time will tell, but I don't know. Maybe ask Alexa herself later today and see what she thinks. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a majestic Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow.